0: hi there this episode is an audio rip of a youtube video if there are any references to the screen or to the video itself then be sure to go over to youtube and actually check out the video which will be the same title as this podcast thanks okay let's get part five done so Chapter 56 Safety Services. What is a safety service? Um, It's listed, really. Got scope here 560. This chapter covers general requirements for safety services, such an erection of electrical supply systems for safety services, and electrical safety sources. Stub electrical supply systems are outside of the scope. And then it gives us a little list. So we are talking here about emergency lighting systems, fire pump systems, fire rescue lists, fire detection, CO detection, fire evacuation, smoke ventilation, fire services, essential medical systems and industrial safety systems. Safety services. Normally aren't part of your principal design, normally aren't you know a fundamental part of the client's request. Um, because quite often, you know, they they want what they want for them to do their work, but you know, there are requirements, there are there are many other standards which have to be followed, and being able to design a suitable safety service is very important. We have a couple of things to talk about. Um, we'll start with classification 560.4. I touched on this briefly in the previous video. So this says 560.4.1. An electrical safety service will either be a non-automatic supply, which is initiated by an operator, or an automatic supply, where it's independent of an operator, so it'll either be manually operated or not. An automatic supply, then, the question is, you know, how automatic? So, there is a change over time to consider. We have no break, which is what it sounds like. So an automatic supply which produces a continuous supply within specified conditions during the period of transition, for example, as regards variation of voltage and frequency. This um, you'll see this in um, in some data centres where you'll have a stored battery supply, maybe some medical locations where you'll have a stored battery supply. It will be a already stored supply, like a UPS system. It won't be a diesel-driven generator, because obviously that kind of thing can't kick in and power up and take over, you know, in a instantaneous period. It'll take a bit of time. So if you want something that's ready there, you'll have something that's idle, that's standing by, battery most likely, that will then immediately take over. We then have very short break, which is within 0.15 seconds. Short break, within half a second. Normal break, within five seconds. Medium and long. Okay? Now... With regards to what you decide to use, that will be determined by the requirements of what you're doing. If, for example, we jump ahead to 710 and we look in medical locations, you'll see there's a section on classification. Page 280, 710.560.4, we're in 560.4, so 710.560.4 classification and it gives you an example so requirements for groups one and two locations and then it will say further down there power supply sources where the changeover period must be less than or equal to half a second and it gives you examples luminaires of operating theaters medical equipment containing a light source that is essential for its application life supporting medical equipment you then have less than or equal to 15 seconds and it tells you there equipment within 15 seconds it must be able to maintain that for a period of up to 24 hours etc etc then you have greater than 15 seconds so you have sterilization equipment technical building and schooling equipment etc etc so those those are examples of classifications and quite often they will be dictated by the the uh, the type of environment you're installing to they won't really be there for you to determine we then have general back in 560.5 Safety services may be required to operate at all relevant times, including during mains and local supply failure and through fire conditions. Obviously, things like fire alarms and emergency lighting, they must be designed to operate in a fire condition. So that if there is a fire event, people can escape and firefighters can do search and rescue. Electrical sources for safety services, 560.6. This can be a storage battery, a primary cell, a generator set, or a separate feeder. Different sources of safety services. We have in parallel, operating out of parallel, uh, central power supply sources, 560.6.10. This is uh, regarding battery power. So batteries shall be of vented or valve regulated maintenance-free type. It shall be of heavy-duty industrial design, and it says in the note the minimum design life of these at twenty degrees should be ten years. And then for low power supply source, where they have a five hundred watt three-hour duration or a fifteen hundred watt one-hour duration, these will have a life of five years at twenty degrees. More more common the type that you'd find in emergency lighting. Okay. Um, monitoring system, circuits of safety services, 560.7 Except with the recommendations of other safety standards apply, circuits of safety services shall be independent of other circuits. Now that's very important to understand because if you think about it, when you're designed to do an installation, you you put in a wiring system, tray or trunking if you throw in a safety service into that into that system then any other work that you do on that system or the route that you take that system may not be in the best interest of a safety service. So a safety service should really be separately assessed and separately installed in a way that is most advantageous for its uh, life to not diminish and for it to work in the required scenario. So when you go to a large industrial kind of site, you'll probably notice when you look from the main switch room that you'll see a tray leading off with all the power and distribution on it. And next to it, another tray with a lot of the fire alarms and the emergency lighting on it. So they're separately installed. In very small installations like some shops or pubs, then you may just have a separate wiring system for your fire alarm. But your emergency lighting might be self-contained within the luminaires, so it's not really a, a concern for that but if we do have it it must be separately installed and it should be separately assessed and it should really be separately designed it should be it should be considered that um the the route of installation shouldn't uh consider the rest of the installation It should be dedicated just to safety services it then says safety circuits or safety services shall not pass through locations exposed to fire risk unless they're fire resistant and in no case will they pass through an area of explosion risk. Mentions of overcome protection being potentially omitted for safety surfaces. Um, they're not going to fire supplies or lift like that. 560.7.10 dot ten is uh, sorry dot nine and dot ten is interesting. So In addition to a general schematic diagram, full details of all electrical safety sources shall be given. The information shall be maintained adjacent to the distribution board and a single line diagram is sufficient. A drawing or drawings of the electrical safety installations shall be available showing the exact location of all equipment and distribution boards with equipment designations, safety equipment with final circuit designation and particulars and purpose of the equipment, and special switching and monitoring equipment for the safety power supply, such as area switches, visual or acoustic warning equipment. This should all be a separate uh, drawing and standard drawing, which would also be put into the OEM on a delivery of a new of a new installation. Wiring systems. One or more of the following shall be used. So we have MI, fire resistance cables. The wiring system shall be selected to meet the requirements of the relevant code of practice appropriate to the application and should be mounted and installed in such a way that circuit integrity will not be impaired during a fire. We've kind of touched on that already now. Wiring for control and bus systems of safety services shall be in accordance with the same requirements as the wiring which should be used for the safety services. This does not apply to circuits that do not adversely affect the operation of any safety equipment. Okay, and they can be supplied by direct current, provided they are two-pole over current protective mechanisms. And switch control gear for both AC and DC supply sources shall be suitable for both AC and DC operation. It then has at the end, in big bold, 560.9, emergency lighting, 560.10, fire detection, and 560.11, life safety. These are sending you to other standards which have finer requirements for the design so with emergency lighting you go to bs 5266 which will talk to think talk about things like uh times testing lux levels uh passing width um high risk task areas l- levels of lux within certain areas certain barriers and when you open up 5266 there's lots of information relative to the emergency lighting design but whenever there's a reference to the selection direction of a wiring system or at that point you say CBS 7671 so BS 7671 is the 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 main backbone which you then put extra content onto with the details of the finer systems so if you're doing emergency lighting you have to follow BS 5266 it also mentions BSEM 1838 there as well and BS 5266 is a series there's a number of them to look at okay um, I can produce content on that later on, that's not part of this. Alright, that's uh, 56 done. Now, next is part 6, special and testing. So we're leaving part 5 now, part 5 was quite quite a mouthful. So we're going to go to part 6 next, which actually will just be chapter 64, because they've migrated all to chapter 64 in the 18th edition. They've got rid of chapters 61, 62, and 63. Um, I'll, I'll, see, I'll see that video in a few minutes. Alright, cheers.